What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Essentials Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me today, as always, is Bobby. Hello, everybody! It's me, Bobby! And Alan. Hey, everybody! 2.0. We have got a great show for you today. We are going to be continuing our Insidious franchise discussion with none other than Insidious Chapter 2. But before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the sequel to Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2. If you do not want this movie spoiled for you, please skip the time code provided in our show notes or description for our essential spoiler-free discussion. <clears throat> little known fact that I wasn't going to bring up, but Alan decided to do this. This is the second time I'm recording this spoiler warning. We could call it Spoiler Warning Chapter 2. Alan. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> this that's your best. That's your best. You you can't you can't top that spoiler warning. You've won. You've won spoiler <laughs> warnings right there. Um so instead of starting uh, where you would think, uh, you know, immediately following the events of the first movie, uh, we don't do that. We go back in time to get an idea of what happened before to uh, Josh as a kid, because that's referenced highly in the first movie. We then kind of have two, three separate storylines that unfold throughout the film, one kind of focusing on Josh and all the corruption happening to him, and then another focusing on um, Josh's mom and the other helpers of Elise trying to basically, you know, figure out the mystery of what's going on. Who is this character? Who is this demon? Who is this person in real life? And those stories converge near the end to give us an ending. Wow. (laughs) It it gives us some... I love... I love that you just kept you just kept that part. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, it is over. Like, yeah, the, the movie has Finn. Finn plays. You see, you know, it fades to black. Finn, and that's it. That's how the movie ends. Spoiler, it, I guess. No, it, it doesn't. It goes. It goes. <gasps> Finn. Yeah. In fact, it ends almost exactly the same as the first movie does. Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be upfront here. I like right? this. So this is my second time watching, uh, or my my first time, sorry, watching Insidious Two. I think this is all of um, our first times, right? So yes, I I think I might have watched it right when it came out because when as I was watching it, several scenes, I was like, I this is I remember these little bits, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what was going to happen because it was as if I had never watched it before. Um, See, I had, I, I, but, I know I hadn't seen this movie before, but I felt like I had. Like I know I have never seen. It was just like, it, hmm. I yeah, could, yeah, I, know what's I going couldn't on figure here. out if it. Was, um, but I just, I just want to put it out there right away. Uh, I had a great time. I had a great time with this film. Uh, it was just. So this is our little background information. This is our second time recording the very beginning of the podcast. We had to redo it. Uh, and in Bobby's previous spoiler warning, he mentioned that this is James Wan at his most. And I really love James Wan at his most. And this movie is absolutely <laughs> just pushing James Wan, like, all the way to the, to the most. 
I love it. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is everything after my spoiler warning is uncharted territory. So we did not get that far into the second recording, but this absolutely. Well, we did. We did get to hear Alan's synopsis twice, also. Wow. I even changed up my synopsis, just like you changed up your spoiler warning. Yes, but mine, but but mine is mine is funny and unique every time. Bang! 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 Bang, 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 bang. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not fair. Alan is a very good and funny man, and we all love him. That being said, James wanted his most. There's just so much thrown at the wall at this movie. There's just so <laughs> much. And it's all, like, it's just, like, like, it's all just, like, on its face. There's no subtext. There is zero subtext in this movie at this, all. Who needs? Who needs it? Who needs it? When you've got text for an hour and 45 minutes, uh, who needs it? <laughs> Just, yes, you must kill her, my son, so that you can have the soul for you. Killing others will give you the power to live forever in Patrick Wilson's body. Look, I love if you were a ghost, you'd want to live in Patrick Wilson's body. Don't, don't, He's a don't, handsome don't man. front. There are many worse bodies to, to live in. <laughs> my body, they could haunt me. <laughs> To quote Corbin, <laughs> Patrick Wilson's a character actor who's too pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will if I I will say this movie it charts itself uh maybe too closely to the conjuring. Uh it kinda like it feels like it could so easily be a conjuring movie. So many things about it, right? Like the spooky basement. Yeah the way the characters act like so much of it like it feels kind of the same way that like uh annabelle 3 did which is the annabelle movie with uh the warrens in it it was like an annabelle movie but it start you know it was like the sequel of it and it felt a lot like that in like in very strange ways and i don't i think that in general that is a knock against this movie because not because i dislike the conjuring which i definitely don't uh, but because it muddies like the franchises a little bit, like they're not as separate as I w- as I would like them to be. And I think it it's is a knock against the franchise for me because I hate the Conjuring franchise. <laughs> I think it's at its most Conjuring uh, when Renee is like um, seeing the the mother figure that's in there, and she like walks downstairs, and she gets to the bottom of the stairs, and stuff just flies into the air. There's like a piece of furniture that just flies up. There's the the kid thing that just moves, and it's like oh, okay. Yeah, this feels very, yeah. very conjuring in in overall. It was a very field. conjuring moment, and then she yeah, just gets so knocked much more... out real quick. Like it's very in that line yeah. of movies. There's so much more that happens in this one, like sight unseen, yeah. right? But like, oh, you don't see the ghost stuff is just moving. And in the first one, like the ghost was, ghosts were a very physical presence, mm-hmm. which kind of helped separate it. And having just invisible ghosts it feels like a normal haunting and that i think you know did, makes it did feel this more come like out after the conjuring i came I out the same th- year the year after the first conjuring which i believe was 2012 so they're so. probably making the movies around the same time uh, yeah. yeah so like so like same again, year 2013 for both same of them. is it yeah. the same year? so like yeah. so like again probably the conjuring greatly influenced this movie probably to its detriment because again Actually, seeing the ghosts makes it interesting because The Conjuring fails 
heavily at being like, it could be fake. You don't know. The Warrens could be charlatan, but we like them and they're they're amazing people, right? This movie is very much like this is happening. Ghost like, real and it's scary. <laughs> but they spend so much time just like doing like the um what is it? The the soap opera zoom in on the face and like like and they don't show anything on the other side. It's like ah okay. 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 It's like a soap opera horror, which again, right, this is where Saw goes, right? It, it it's almost like the James Wan, Lay One L natural thing is like they're soap opera writers, but they write spooky soap operas. Which you know like works for me. Operas. I don't I don't know. Which, <laughs> yeah, which, I, which you know when I, I look at I, yeah, when I look at the movie that way, I don't I I I'm less likely to be upset by it, but you know. Bobby's score just went up a half a point. It's like, oh, wait, wait. by myself talking into it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Alan, uh, you liked this movie Quite as well, I, from what I gather. Uh, my presumption is actually that you like this movie better than the first movie. Yes. Why is that? So, I think with this one, when watching it, um, it's. So the first movie takes quite a bit of time to set itself up and try to start to be spooky. Like, not much happens the first, like, 25, 30 minutes. There's musings of creepy things. But it it needs to take some time to ramp up into what it is. I don't think this movie really has that same kind of ramping up period like it i think if there's one thing i really liked is this movie kind of took the energy at the end of the first and just kind of kept going with that and i i really like that because it's like in when you tell horror stories that are like uh continuous basically you know it's, it's the next day it's the next day it's the next day like you can't realistically bring the tension down a whole lot from where it was like you, you you can do some natural kind of like oh there was resolution and now we bring things down to only bring them back up but like you can't go down to the original tension level of insidious you can't do that you have to go above that onward and that was something that this movie struck really well for me is it just kind of kept moving and i like that quite a bit also i just I don't really know what it was, but the whole, like, idea of Josh being, like, the demon the whole time, and then, I, I don't know, I just liked it. I liked that a lot. Just watching mm-hmm. Corbin needing, desperately needing well, to I, jump in. <laughs> I didn't coming. want to interrupt the point. I was like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a better uh, co-host, guys. <laughs> um... That is uh, one of my favorite parts about this movie, too. It reminded me of old slashers. Uh, that's what it made me think of. It made me think of, you know, older, like, Halloween movies, older Friday the 13th movies that were very much continuous, where yeah. you could watch the, you could splice those movies into one movie, and it's yep. just one huge film where all the events are happening back to back to back. And I loved that about this. Uh, I was one of my big notes. is like, this is absolutely a chapter two. It's not really like yeah. a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I I quite enjoyed that. I like that they just went for it. I mean, the first movie has that ending. It kind of, I think it needs to be that way. Yeah. And um, I think that that is part of what I liked about this movie because, <clears throat> you know, we mentioned it already a few times. Like this movie is v- exaggerated in, in what it is. Like it's very much like they just go for it. 
and it feels like like that to me feels like a like a Friday the Thirteenth Part Three or like a Halloween Two. It's like, well, we already know what's happening here, and this is the same day, so like, let's just go for it. And I think that 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 really worked. No, I actually to this movie's strengths, I will say that that, that is one of them. The fact that they they don't, and maybe it's just the way that we're watching it right now. But like, this movie doesn't bother you to be like, this might be your first Insidious movie. They just go. This this is called Insidious Chapter Two. You've watched the first one. If you haven't, what 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 are you here for? Okay, what business like, do you have here? Yeah, what are you doing? And it goes, yeah, this yeah. happened. We're not gonna we're not gonna rephrase it, right? We're just gonna be. It's it's like it's like how Marvel movies now, like it's like Endgame. You're like okay, but it's like the second movie, so you don't feel like talked down to because it's like yeah. Like yeah, this movie talks down to you in a lot of ways, but its continuity is not one of them. I would say. In like, what ways does it talk down to you, Bobby? Oh, it's like oh man, hey, fucking the dead. Yeah, we do things to like make the dead talk. And just by the way, I use I use these dice, and you look for the like they just they just like they just push these like little things. Oh, by the way, yeah, this guy he was a serial killer. Oh, and. You know, if you didn't catch from the subtext that, like, he wants to be a woman for some reason, which is, like, it's the same thing with, like, uh, it's, like, it's, like, a less good, no. At, not, not, not for some reason. I think it was, no, wait, I think wait. the text is quite strong yes, there. Yes, yes, wait, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm hearing you. You're correct. My, my anger is, it's, like, a even more transphobic version of Silence of the Lambs. Where it's like, it's like, it's like the thing that like people online are accusing parents of trans folk of doing, being like, you're trans now, you're trans now. And it's like, that's just not how shit happened. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's gross, but also like, also in a, it it also came out before any of that shit was happening. So it might've felt less gross. I don't know. I, there's just a lot where it's like very hold your hand with it and uh, like how how there's no way they all would have spelt the bodies somebody like it's a room in a house like again we we're, we're all chicago natives chicago-ish natives everybody knows if you talk to anybody who is of that age and in that time could tell you that John Wayne Gacy's house smelt like death for months before they caught him. Like years later, you're telling me years later, nobody found the room full of bodies. I'm sorry. But it's a I have spooky possessed room. They can keep the smell yeah. in. Listen, yeah, I, the super, it's a supernatural smell. It's contained within that, within that. Yeah. Room. It's a the supernatural ghost. smell. <laughs> The, I, the I don't ghost under, is I don't containing I was, it. Yeah, I, why is this tough for you, bud? So I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm definitely not the one. I, my suspension of disbelief goes, I think, the furthest out oh, of all absolutely. three of us, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm so comfortable saying that, right? And I'll definitely say, like, I never did think or ever would have thought about that. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me no, at all. I, guess, I don't know. I guess I was frustrated <laughs> because of just, like, the, like... I, there's things I my my suspension of disbelief usually goes pretty far. We, I am not the Allen tier, but when it comes to stuff where they try to throw like a true crime flavor into it, 
That's when it pisses me off. Because they're like, oh, yeah. It's barely true crime. I mean, no, the guy no, becomes no. like a malevolent a, spirit. No, after, like, yeah, that's yeah, all that but, matters. But, but, but he's the malevolent spirit of a serial killer. That's like the whole shtick. Yeah, but malevolent no, spirits no, gotta no. come from somewhere. No, they no, gotta come yeah. from somewhere. No, no, yeah, no. He's the malevolent spirit of a John Wayne Gacy, but instead of a clown, they dress up in a in a black wedding gown. But like, I think that the the true crime aspect of it is so minimal. I guess, like, I don't know. Like to me, it's, it was just it's like a huge, ah, this is just no, no, here no, no, to no, explain no. the ghosts. Like, no, 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 it doesn't it's matter a, at all. It's it's yeah. it's a it's 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 a it's one of the three subplots. It is absolutely one of the three subplots. It's like ghosts. Yeah, but it but only also, exists to tell I, the other. It's subplot. a crime <laughs> procedural. There, the whole part. With with Lei Wanel, the other dude and the mom, it's definitely a crime. And and the guy, the 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 medium, it's a crime procedural more than anything else. And then the other one is The Shining, but at a house. Like these are these are the two these are the two made subplots of the movie. And you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong for saying that they got the crime procedural bit wrong? Fuck you! I'm right all the time. <laughs> Listen, if you want to watch a James Wan crime procedural, just watch Saw. I don't understand yeah. why we have to. I have out. watched yeah. the original Saw. It's very good. And then everything else beyond it. No, no, it no. Gets... The crime procedurals, the later ones. You're talking three, about four, Saw five, 7 really or whatever. Saw 3D. Dude, they are all very much crime like procedurals. The most the later seven movies. of all of them Saw 3D. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't So Bobby, even... was there any was there anything about this movie that you did like? Absolutely. Patrick Wilson's acting once again. He is so good as this character. <laughs> I really like Patrick Wilson in this. He I really by the time we're done the, with the, Bobby's going to really listen, turn around on listen, Patrick Wilson. I, I think the reason I don't like Patrick Wilson is I do not like that he plays Ed Warren in a way that makes it positive because those people were absolute charlatans in real life and uh don't like it um so that's i think i think that's because he he plays pet because in all honesty he pays ed warren as this like stand up nice guy and i i'm starting to i'm starting to recognize i don't think that's patrick wilson's fault i I'm starting to pick up. Why would you ever have thought that was his? He's a directed actor. I mean, because because he could have chosen. He's told to play him that way. (laughs) He just plays it too charismatically. He's too charismatic. What was he he supposed to do? Talk, go to James Wan and be like, okay, listen. Listen. I know this is the lead character and I'm supposed to be a very charismatic, likable leading man, but what if? What if I'm shady? What if I was weird? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. He's a character actor that that fell That's into too, a leading he's role. Too he's too pretty. Do I get it. He, he, he's a, he's <laughs> yeah. too pretty to be a character actor. But he, but like, come on, right? Like, at, like that the scene where he's talking with the roll the bones guy, and he's like, he's like, you know, mother told me that you use your dice, and then he like does that big grinny smile. I'm like, oh, this is like yeah. incredibly uncomfortable. And then that was and, one of my favorite scenes. Of the he has serious uh, psych- psycho energy. And oh. then you remember it's a PG thirteen yeah. movie, and you get a little disappointed because that motherfucker ain't getting stabbed. Like, I like definitely that. did not think it was a PG thirteen movie at that at that moment. But uh, I also was like, yeah, he's not gonna get stabbed either because like. 
I'm pretty it's sure this whole franchise is PG-13 and is, I I think, a very good thing. I think it's good that it's PG-13. I'm, I've really come around on PG-13 horror I, the last, well, yeah, yeah, like, okay. month. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how. They're, it's, because, it's, like, I think, not, I think that... Well, no, it's not about us, right? But I think that, like... I think it's important that there is solid PG-13 horror because I think that, like, you're almost, like, gatekeeping a genre behind an age limit by having, like, good PG-13 horror. Like, you're kind of allowing people to, you know, enjoy horror at at earlier ages. And, like, I kind of – I like that Insidious is, like, the PG-13 conjuring, which is rated R. And – I started thinking about this last month, you know, for 33 Days of Horror. Check us out on Letterboxd. I reviewed uh, Cloverfield, and Cloverfield is PG-13, and my core memory of Cloverfield is seeing it as a teenager with Alan without any adults. And, like, that's, that's like, key, I think, to growing horror fans. Um, I will say this. I don't know. I appreciate Insidious for that. I will say to to that point, actually, I would say this is probably the epitome of PG-13 horror. Like yeah, it's would you say cheap. this is like as good as PG thirteen horror can be? Yes, I would actually. I, yes, okay. I would argue that um, because it's not almost because, well because PG thirteen horror again this movie does absolutely rely on jump scares and the soundtrack for it to be scary for any part except for again Patrick Wilson being one of the main antagonists in this movie does play to his benefit. A good actor playing the villain does work. Other than that, this movie does not have a lot going for it in actual fright. I'm going to say it doesn't have a lot going for it in plot, but if you're 14, 15 years old, this movie's going to be absolutely terrifying to you. Because it's going to be your first I exposure. thought it was scarier, yeah. scarier than the first one. I don't know about that. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I think that, like, the first, like... I don't know what it was, but that intro, the flashback sequence in the intro, was, like, that, like, held me stronger than a lot of what the first movie does. I think it kind of like w- just carried on from that. And like, I mean, I, I think in general the movie isn't that know. scary, but I think that I, like, I think Darth Maul it's Goblin at least is as scary pretty, as the first one. I think one. Darth Maul Goblin's pretty creepy, and I think Darth Maul Goblin uh, is the creepiest bit of of these first two movies. I don't think so. Do you really think that that he's yeah. creepy? Yeah, yeah. The, okay, again, it's an iconic jump. The Darth Maul Goblin jump scare is an iconic jump scare. Say what you the will. The jump scare is iconic, yeah. but the design of the creature is is fine it's like c tier it's a c tier demon yeah he's darth maul goblin and listen him going (laughs) "Ah," it's the scariest thing this franchise has put out yet i i don't know if i agree with that i actually so Mm -hmm. when dalton is on the phone his little 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 like phone with his brother but it's actually like in his closet that whole sequence i love that scene that whole sequence i think is about as is i think the scariest i felt so far for this franchise because like it felt too conjuring to me it felt like the scene it felt like the clap scene from the i don't conjuring. think so at all it felt I like think the that, clap scene from the conjuring i it, it just did for me see for me it was like that worked in this universe because like we already know that dalton travels we already know or, that this is a thing he does like we already know that that's where the demon lived like we have all this contextual information already and then for me what worked with that scene is the subversion of expectations you think it's going to be 
the demon. Instead, it's every dead motherfucker around. You and know like, what? that worked for me you, so you, well. You know why it doesn't work for me, in all honesty? This is a spoiler for the beginning of another movie. Sinister 2 does that so much better. I've never seen Sinister 2. Sinister 2, it's the opening of Sinister 2. Like, there's like two brothers. That's like the whole thing. Because like Sinister like, has to do with the children. And like one of the brothers wakes up and all of like the dead kids that mr boogie picks up is just around him being like hey come watch this with us and it's like jesus christ and like that it is just like the opening stinger like if that would happen early on in the film maybe but at this point you're so used to it and i and i, I want to say it happens shortly before or shortly after all the dead bodies are found and it's just like it's before the body. I think it's I think it's like right before. It's the scene right before. So like it immediately gets explained. It there's just not enough room to be like, where's all these fucking corp what's going on with all these fucking corpses? Like it's like it's just too neat that it doesn't necessarily it 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 works in a vacuum, but I think within the entire context of the film it loses itself a little bit. <clears throat> Would be my harsh criticism. <laughs> Uh, so, Alan. Yes. You liked this movie. You liked Quite it better than the first movie. Yep. What would your harsh criticism be, if you had one? My harsh criticism of this film. See, that's tough because, like, I kept going back and writing notes going, like, there's a lot of times in my notes where I go, I just keep liking this movie. Why do I keep liking this movie? You're allowed to like um, the movie, man. It's not that, but it's it's more so like I try to come in with some sort of an eye of like understanding what this film is and trying to like look at it more skeptically, and I just sure. kept being really happy with this. Um, for me, welcome to my world, dude. I feel like Renee Sometimes. is kind of like underutilized. <laughs> yeah. She's she kind of just gets beat up this whole film and doesn't yeah. really like. Whereas in the first film, like her fear is kind of core to the audience really like you kind of feel like you are when you're watching the first film she is the audience stand-in character and i don't know that this film really has a good audience stand-in character like it's i don't know that it does that very well um so it's yeah. kind of hard to like put yourself in the shoes there of of the the characters themselves i don't know if it that would probably be the harshest criticism i could levy is it really fails to execute that in any way and underutilize the brother doesn't even exist in this he's movie. just there <laughs> yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as Dalton came back, you know, nobody cared about the middle kid. Um, Did we ever establish if he's with... the middle kid? We never found out. Who's the older brother? Dalton's absolutely the older brother. Okay. Yeah, Dalton feels like an, he has got older brother written off. He's, all he's got him. big brother energy, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dalton, uh, Dalton. I agree with you 100%. Renee is so underutilized. I think she is the worst part of the movie. Like, Rose Byrne is a, is a good actress, I think. And she's used really well in the first movie. And she's used as a foil to Patrick Wilson, Josh, in a really interesting way in the first movie. And their relationship is really key. And in this movie, you know, you kind of know from the outset that Josh is possessed, right? But they don't quite explore that enough in a realistic way. And in the first movie, they have a pretty realistic, like marital relationship, which yeah. I think is some you of like, the best, best parts of the movie. Yeah. And they, this movie doesn't take advantage of that. And I think that that is like the big area where this being a direct, an immediate sequel falters because yeah. 
you know that they have that relationship. You know that they were just talking like that. And you haven't gotten quite enough yet, I think, where they wouldn't still get there. And I think that would have made it also interest- an interesting acting exercise for Patrick Wilson because he's supposed to be like a demon pretending to be yeah. Josh. And that's kind of like intriguing and that and could they play only, on So I think that, one, that that's get, a lost opportunity You for get sure. only one moment of that in this entire film where she's like, the song, right. the song I made for you. Give me more of that where like exactly like that should have been, every disconnect. time they talk there yeah. should have been there should have been something give me every more time. gaslighting give me more gaslighting yep. that's what i want to see in a movie yeah. like this it would make more sense absolutely like, and they totally miss it you they finally give it to you and it's the last time they interact before he like literally throws a tea kettle at her and it's like yeah. okay, okay hold on so we, we gotta pause on that tea kettle over. scene <laughs> I, I hysterically laugh. laughed. Oh my god! <laughs> he always whips it in the back of her. Head. She she, oh, she beats man. she beats the living shit out of him, and then starts running away, and then he just takes a tea, and like it's bad, right? It like no, you're not. Supposed, I disagree. It's great. You're, you're not supposed to laugh at that. It's a dark okay, moment. Is this intentionally funny? Is this James Wan? Is this intentionally? Funny? <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no i did laugh intentionally but but my god he's wearing a robe it's very amusing <laughs> him him just just her also other sidebar the fact that james wan makes a cameo as the screen back uh, background for like a second fuck you dude yes fuck where off. <laughs> it's him lay Winnell, and the other guy who's in this movie and then james wan's in the middle and it's the other guy's uh macbook background oh yeah <laughs> and you see it for like a second and, before and he like and, taps and into it's the james program. wan with his whole ass like he's got like the emo back flip up going on but he's got the bang it's the backer good. up it's very good yeah that's what he looks like. I, I know. He's like, never not looked like that. I appreciate him for like, it's not, it really wasn't a phase for James. Uh, so, oh, no, absolutely I have a question not. for you guys because <laughs> I, while I try to be uh, critical watching these films and really pay attention and, and try and figure what's going on, what's happening before it actually happens, um, I'm a big dumb idiot and I didn't necessarily put one and two together um, until much later about just how possessed Josh was like the whole time throughout most of the film. No, let me explain myself before you give me that face. Okay. You can make fun of me, but let me get, let me, let me at least put myself out there. Okay. We watched the last movie a week ago, Alan. Yes, I know (laughs) my thought process. Okay. (laughs) Let me explain myself. Three years to forget what happened. (laughs) When I'm watching it, I I was like, okay, so he's possessed. But my whole thing is I kept going like, okay, well, like, there's a fight. There's a, a control struggle here. There's something going on here because sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. But he, and he, that, he never acts like Josh like that one time. Not a single second. In his, he's Look, always like, no. No. Well, so, but my thought, like, I kept he plays going, Josh so such a different way. Like, what? I just kept thinking, like, that was the influence of the demon, like, fucking his mind up, and he's kind of just going crazy and they slowly taking over. Yes, they keep influence. playing the song from the first movie over and over again. Like, she plays that song yeah. so many times in that movie. I really like that scene. Oh my goodness! He said, "I okay, played the so song for you. It was great." When you. So the first time you see real Josh, right, 
is mm-hmm. there's like a quick like a flash after yeah. the at the ah! at the piano a flash of him angry. When they showed that scene, was that the moment when you were like, "Oh, Josh isn't there at all." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they showed that scene, I was like, "Why did it take so long to show Josh? It's so obviously he's obviously not there. Like, show yeah. me what he's doing." I just kept thinking there was. A, I thought there was a struggle, and he was still there, but oh, like so, not. So, yeah. So my response is, "Oh, this was supposed to be a shocking moment." Oh no, I wasn't <laughs> That's shocked. How I, but I, I was like, "I, I was more like, so yeah, was I get like, it. Oh, like, okay. obviously, like." <laughs> This is very like, funny. <laughs> like, like again, again. Even in the very beginning oh. of this movie, they they remind you. Uh oh, I see him in the camera. Like that's like. Oh God, I can't. I hate that we never saw that picture. By the way, total sidebar. I hate that. Because 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 clearly it's, that. it's it's supposed to be the ghost that's in the picture, right? Like I want to see it. Yeah. I know what the picture is. I'm, I want to see it. Show me I the want, picture. I want to say it shows up in one of the prequels. Like, God. Well, I guess better. we'll. Fi- I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm ready to rate this bad boy. Do we have any <laughs> final closing comments? I want to get. Well, yes, I want to say. I want to say other things I liked about this movie because I think it's totally okay. fair. Yes. Because I, cause, because this movie I've been I've been giving shit for a lot. I think that this movie does manage to, while it doesn't end in a way that makes the two subplots or all three subplots feel like they work all together. They do drive three subplots together where you end up asking the question the entire time, huh, I can see how they make this work. They're not successful in it, but you you see you see it. You see it you see the You see pieces. the through line. Yeah, you see it happening. And you just go, eh, this is a little bit forced at the end. But like I do think all three <laughs> subplots kind of work together. You didn't you didn't like your happy little heartfelt ending that you got of the family reunited together again? It was fine. I liked it, you know. It was nice. It was fine. It felt Wrap and, and like and, and it was cool to have the one little moment where like it's like, oh, cool. Josh was actually like trying to talk to Josh. Like that was a cool little bit that actually, in hindsight, they made make sense. And like, I feel like that's how, like the latter Saw movies are. I actually did want to talk about that before we go on. Yeah, go that's ahead. totally fine. Like the latter yeah, Saw movies are where, where they just like they just throw stuff that that they they they, they just they just in other movies make the the plot threads that they forgot about work and like that they don't need that's to work James on, Wan classic that they don't need to work on their own like it oh, like oh you, you mean you like did, connecting saws three and four just kind of cuz out of nowhere connecting saws three that. and four that's Actually, that malignant like two it. is gonna change the game in every way yeah mal- malignant <laughs> two there's gonna be so much like there's gonna be so much sex with the the tumor bo- boy malignant two benign um but wow, yeah. <laughs> dumb joke. Jesus. Sorry, had to go there. It could uh, be Malignant. It could be Benig. Let's hope for Benig. <laughs> that is a that is a that is a that is an Alec Baldwin SNL skit. It's very funny. Yep, that's old. That's an oldie. <laughs> uh, the only thing I wanted to hit on before we moved into scores is I really, really liked the like going back to the past to figure out the future thing. I'm a sucker for like weird timey wimey stuff in general, Alan, and that worked. Would a you lot say? For me. Would you yeah. say that you love going back to the past to play the shitty games? That suck ass. That's two AVGN baby. I love you. Damn. 
damn. What is has Bobby been binging on YouTube this past week? I mean, what is going on here? Only today, (laughs) a little bit behind the curtain. I am very sick. (laughs) Jeez. So Corbin, Uh, if we were gonna rate this, how would we do that? Like, walk me. Explain it like I'm five. Man, how how would we rate a movie? Okay, explain like we're five. So. Uh, we give a movie a numerical score okay. between zero and five, right? Okay, I'm with you. And you're also allowed to get halfway between a number, which is like its okay. own thing. What would that, You'll well, give me an like eight I, or I'm, nine. I'm an idiot. What, I need so, an example. You might be able to say like two and a half, three and a half, you know, but not like two and a quarter. You know, that would just be insanity, right? But like halves are okay. So, with that in mind. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, we're going to keep this going for Insidious Month. I'm going to play the age-old game of top to bottom. Who has the highest score? And with that, I'm going to pass it to Alan. Shocking. Uh, To me, this is a full point ahead. Three and a half out of five. Pretty easy for me to go that route on this one. Um, I... I just kept going, I like a lot of what I'm seeing here. They also just throw in, like, found footage elements for the fuck of it. Just cause, just to add a little flavor to it, which, if you've if you've listened to the show before, big fan of found footage over here. Really love that. So, like, throwing that in as a flavor accent in one of the other storylines really works, because it also, like, kind of thematically works with, like, the ghost hunters, like, having cameras and stuff. So, like, it works in what's happening in the film and also just, like, to add on to this to give another layer to it. But just in general, like, I watched this and I was like, this is such... I just kept going, this is such a good sequel. Like, I, I just kept ha- saying the same thing over and over again. Like, this is such an abundantly, like, better movie than what we experienced. And it's it's not often for me that you watch, like, the sequel to a horror movie, and it's and it's just, like, above and, ab- above, above and beyond better. And for me, that, that that's kind of what I got with this film. I just, I liked everything about it, really. Uh, it just kept making me smile and happy. Three and a half. Nice. I love that. I love that for you so much. So I'm going to go second. I think that's clear, right? So I liked this movie a lot also. I had a blast watching it. It's just like a solid ghost story, you know, like nothing too crazy, nothing super unexpected, but I really had a good time watching it. Uh, I don't, I think I liked it better than the first movie. I don't think it is better than the first movie. <laughs> I think it is as good as the first movie for different reasons. And so for that, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I liked it a lot. I think it, it goes interesting places. I think that this is the movie where this is like the Friday the 13th part two. After this, the franchise, my expectation is that the franchise is just going to go insane. And I'm very excited for that. But this is the transformative entry. Yeah, this is the transformative entry. And for that, I like it. But it's missing some of, like, the seriousness and some of the, like, acting and the proper, like, horror moments that the first movie had. And so for that, I'm going to balance it out. I think it's a three out of five. You know, Corbin said a lot of correct things. Um, Corbin said that, you know... 
that he liked this movie more than he liked Insidious 1. That was one of his incorrect things. But what Corbin did say that was correct was that it is as good as Insidious 1. And that's why I'm going to give this movie a solid 2.5 out of 5. Look at um, Corbin getting the game right. It existed. It's a movie, you know, it's got its high points. Stuff that I go, huh, yeah, I like that. That was a, that was a half-decent scene. And a lot of it was just like, yeah, it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. And and some of it was outright like, I don't like this. I think this is very bad. Um. So yeah, two and a half out of five. It it again. It it exists with its with its pep pep or its mem mem as a litmus test of middle of the road movies. What was you that? Like what did what you were just those say? words? You just pep pep yeah. or <laughs> mem mem. What the fuck is that? What what pep, is pep, that? You know. You know, pep pep like 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 Corbin's a pep pep. His wife's a mem mem. You know, is this a is this a phrase that you is this a, have you made this up this terminology? I haven't made it up, but I'm but but I don't know if it is a joke that is exclusively for me and my brothers to, to talk to my parents. <laughs> this, this sounds like a uh, I like a family joke right here. It's very funny though. You guys have to admit. I that believe it. <laughs> It's only funny that. because I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's just <laughs> I have 100 made family references in public before, and people look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, "You don't say that," and they're like, "What did you? What words did you just use, it's, kid? I have no idea what you're right, talking it's, about." It's funny. It's funny, and you guys know what it is. People, people are gonna listen. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll get listener emails. It's all good. They'll, Got they'll, it. So if you'd I, like to email us, you can find us at <laughs> EssentialScaresPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell me I'm funny. Uh, but that's not all we do for this stupid podcast where I get made fun of for my hilarious jokes. Uh, we also discuss, as a group, whether or not Insidious Chapter 2 is essential to horror as a whole. And I think it's only fair to go back in that same descending order with Alan. Now, keep in mind, Alan, before before I lead it out to you, this is spoiler-free. So yeah. you say a single spoiler, oh. I'm going to drive to Indiana, That's and I'm going to physically beat you. <laughs> you won't. You wouldn't drive three hours just to beat me. I'm coming to you in like a week. You can just, you can just bank it up. You know, I'm gonna I know wait. it. I'm going to wait a week, and then I'm going to physically beat you. Got it. Um, Much like wait. the first. Wait. What? What did we rate this movie? For oh, that's a great How could they question know? How could they that know? I did not know. <laughs> Alan gave this a three and a half out of five. Corbin gave correct. it a three out of five. And I gave it the objectively correct score of a two and a half out of five. Alan. Much like the first Insidious, while I think there are merits here that I think are interesting in terms of an essential discussion, it doesn't do enough. Um, and those merits being, to me, this is just a very successful sequel to Insidious, like specifically. Like when I look at this as the sequel to a, 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 a to a franchise, it does a lot to li- like as a sequel should do. But on its own merits, there's just there's not enough meat on this bone to call it essential. I wish I. If there's one that I wish had more than I could call it essential, it's honestly this movie. Like, I wish there was something more unique, something more interesting about this specific film that I could go, yes, it absolutely is. 
but it just it just doesn't get there. So no, it is not essential. Corbin. So for anybody that skipped ahead or that that skipped ahead, yep. In the review portion, I compared this movie lovingly to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and I think that oh, you're like Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. This movie might not be essential, but I'm predicting now, next week, (laughs) I think it will be a yes. (laughs) I think that this movie is on the very edge of essentiality. I think that this franchise is going to go so off the rails, it's going to be so insane that it's going to cement itself there. And I'm I'm really, I'm hoping, I'm predicting I've never seen the other two. If the next two movies are as crazy as I think they're going to be, I think that this movie could be a yes, because then this movie becomes the bridge into insanity. But without having seen the sequels, I have to say that this movie on its own, no. Uh, it's less essential than the first movie is, because it doesn't even have like a big meme or like mem- hugely memorable moments. It's just a good sequel, which I think it is. Um, so for that, I'm going to say no. But like I said last week, I think one of these four is a yes, and I think it's coming. What if you're, what if it just is the next one? I'll go last. I, I hope it is. <laughs> and I will say, similar to Corbin, there's a good shot. We were all wrong about Insidious 1. But I will say that Insidious 2 is not the one that will be essential. I don't I can't I just fundamentally cannot see this movie being essential. It feels so by the numbers like it's not bad enough to be bad it's not good enough to be good it's just there it's just there and like like listen what what i have wished i could have spent my my 90 ish minutes playing something else or doing something else yeah probably was am i fine with the time i spent yeah that's fine yeah could could I have been playing that Pokemon MOBA that just came out a year ago that I decided to try today, <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. We'll get to it the other bit. But I watched I watched Insidious Chapter 2, and I was fine with the time I spent. Does not make an essential movie. But there is an iconic moment in Insidious 1 that does make me go, well, if that iconic monster shows up again, maybe... Maybe there's a chance. Yes. No. Oh, I could definitely. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But yeah. Oh boy. Well, speaking of iconic us? monsters, yeah. What what have we been up to, boys? Where can we find each other? What's going on? You can Bobby, find me at twitch.tv slash the Red Weenie. Eat shit. Uh, I've been doing just don't nothing. Go off, King. I I I. I, <laughs> I Bobby's li- Alice literally passing it to Bobby, <laughs> and Bobby's like, "Screw you! I hate you." <laughs> I'm taking it. Um, as of Jeez. day of recording, I come down with a illness that I am undetermined of. But the day before, you're, d- then, you're down. You're down with a sickness. As I, it were. I, I, I'm get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Uh, but yep. recently, I did download the um, the the Pokemon Moba, uh, Pokemon Unite for for mobile phones. It's pretty fun. I'm a mammal swine main. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. I, I, I got to expert, which is the 
I, I think the silver um, in ranked uh, within 24 hours of playing the game. I'm pretty sure that like they're not bots, but I'm pretty sure they keep putting you with like the worst players of all time because I keep getting the top spot over and over again. Um, and then there's no way I'm that good at this game. There's just it just cannot be possible. Um, other than that, uh, I have been getting myself ready and prepared for this upcoming week of watching more insidious movies and just, you know, mentally preparing myself for the hell that is this, this month <laughs> that I, I chose, I chose this month for us. You but did. You can, that is true. You can find Bobby me. glorified James Wan hater did pick insidious. <laughs> I thought I thought I could trick you guys into hating movies with me. It turns out I'm alone. Uh, <laughs> this is the exact opposite way. Turns out Corbin and I way more amenable to PG-13 horror than you. But yeah, twitch.tv slash the red weenie. You can nice. find me at a seal punter just about yep. anywhere. Um, I spent my whole weekend basically building Warhammer minis because the Leagues of Votan came out. And I got a bunch of these boys. Um, it was a good time, honestly. It was very, very nice just to kind of like focus down, build them up, and kind of just just grind through. I never thought I would enjoy the building aspect of this hobby at all. I always was that was the thing that kept me away for literally a year of of Corbin, Bobby, and the rest of the friends over there just pestering me about it. Um, but I love it. It's a ton of fun. I've uh, been playing some cyberpunk as well. Since I had to restart again, um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been good. Coming up to you guys next week, so I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to find some time to watch the third movie because I won't have time on the weekend because I have some of other things I have to do on Sunday when we end up watch it on Friday. So that's the problem. Oh yeah, we can watch it together. That's ah, there. There we go. There's the plan. Love that. I didn't even come down. We can make an edit of it. We'll just bring a bottle. <laughs> a bottle in Insidious yeah. Chapter 3. I, that is I, I think we're all going to like Insidious a, Chapter 3 a, a whole four out of five bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Corbin, what have you been up to? Man, you can find me at Corbangarang on Twitter or at Bolters underscore Bourbon on Twitter. Um, what have I been up to? I, similar to Alan, I've been building a lot of Warhammer minis. That's kind of my go-to. I'm back on uh, Sigmar a little bit, building some Cruel Boys, which are orcs. I really love the Cruel Boys. And then I also, in the last week, have built and magnetized all of my Chaos Knights, which are big uh, mecha, and I'm built... Uh, day of release wednesday uh they are gonna hit the field for the first time against imperial knights and i cannot wait to see how that goes um i'm very very excited we need updates in the discord robot slapping absolutely will be um besides that i have been watching the walking dead that's right guys i never bring it up but i'm a walking dead fan i've seen almost every episode i'm catching up on season 11 so that i can be there when it ends uh last week i finished the walking dead the world beyond which was one of the side shows spoiler that show is terrible do not watch it uh but the walking dead proper is 
possibly the best it's ever been. It's very, very good in season 11. And I mean that actually. It's very fun to watch. There's proper zombie action. The characters are there and doing more things that are things that are more realistic than you would expect. Uh, it's a blast and I'm really happy I'm there. Hard for me to recommend the show because there's four terrible seasons in between the other good stuff and this good stuff. But here we are, and it's good. Um, but yeah, at Corbangerang. <laughs> God, when when did uh, when did The Walking Dead just become supernatural, but with light at the end of the tunnel? Because I swear to God, <laughs> it, it it just stops being good after season six for supernatural. But I watched the other yep. eleven seasons. I don't think right. Like this is season eleven, and it's. There was a lot of bad stuff, but it's it's good now. <laughs> I don't want to have the supernatural talk right now. We're at the end of the episode. We don't need to go down this road. <laughs> but where I haven't find... watched Supernatural. That's my angle of it. But you can find the podcast show? anywhere at Essential Scares. We are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And in the bios for all of our socials, we have a link to our Discord where we talk every single day about movies, music, TV, and more. And we'd love it if you joined said hi maybe gave us a suggestion for future franchises to cover that is possibly our thing for the uh, foreseeable future until we just decide that it's not anymore and we would love it if you gave us some recommendations we commit when we choose a franchise to watch the whole thing good or bad um obviously god hell or <laughs> hey this hey. is three long months right there. <laughs> there there's a couple good ones in there <laughs> yeah, but they're all in a row at the beginning. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> and we already watched one of them, so we had to start exactly. the second one. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but that's it for this week. If you like the show, uh, give us a like, a rating, a subscribe, a follow, a review, whatever mix and matches the words on the platform of your choice give us the five star equivalent of that it really helps the show out and it makes us feel really good uh share the share the show with your friends and family anybody that likes horror or thinks that they might like horror um and uh yeah thank you so much for listening and or watching um next week surprise we're watching insidious chapter three Uh, Thank you so much to Alan and Bobby for being on the show. I have been your host, Corbin, and this has been Essential Scares. Play that breakdown, baby.